CQ, 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 calling all radio amateurs and shortwave listeners. This is GB2RS, the news broadcasting service of the Radio Society of Great Britain. It's read to you by G4NJH in Nottingham. Web references in the script can be found either on the RSGB website or attached to the podcast at gb2rs.podbean.com. This is GB2RS News for Sunday the 12th of March 2023. Here are the main news headlines. Yota Summer Camp in Hungary, St. Patrick's Day Award Event, RSGB Company Secretary. Applications are open to be part of the RSGB team going to the Youngsters on the Air Summer Camp in Hungary. The event will take place from the 5th to the 12th of August this year. This is a chance of an inner lifetime for young RSGB members to represent their company and national society. You could be a team member if you're aged between 15 and 25, or a team leader if you're aged between 18 and 30. We'd love to hear from you if you're interested in meeting other young amateurs, supporting local and regional Yota activities, and developing ideas regarding the future of amateur radio. For more information on the application form, either head over to our website or email the youth champion Liam Robbins, G5LDR, via youth.champion at rsgb.org.uk. The annual St. Patrick's Day Award event takes place over, 24, over a 48-hour period from 1200 UTC on the 16th of March to 1200 UTC on the 18th to allow worldwide participation in all time zones. The St. Patrick's Day Award is, tw- is 48 hours of non-competitive fun. Everyone can participate in the event whether you're licensed or not. You can register to be a participating station by completing the short registration form online at St. That's ST, stpatricksaward.com. The RSGB is looking to recruit an RSGB member to the voluntary position of company secretary. The position pays, plays a key role in the society's governance and provides detail, uh, vital support in the running of the board meetings and annual general meeting. The deadline for applications is Monday the 24th of April. You can find out more about the role on the RSGB website under volunteers. If you feel you have the necessary skills to fulfil this important role or would like more information, please email the General Manager's Department via gm.deptdpt at rsgb.org.uk. The RSGB has has released two more 2022 convention presentations for amateur radios to enjoy in, quote, in Antennas for an Effective Contestation by Lee Volant, M0MTN, reviews who reviews many of the options available to the HF contester when making antenna choices. He considers how antenna type, height, location and available resources have to be balanced with the type of contest and the contester's personal goals. The further explanation of SDR by Gordon Lean, G3WJ, covers the design and performance of software-defined radio software. It also focuses on experience and actual use of equipment on all bands, from 80 metres to 10 gigs, and some of the benefits and difficulties associated with SDR operation. You can watch them both on the RSGB YouTube channel or in the RSGB members portal at rsgb.org forward slash videos. 
GB3ORK, the Orkney Island 5 MHz beacon, has closed down following the expiry of its notice of variation. It was the last of a chain of three beacons that once provided a wealth of data for the 5 MHz experimenter prior to the band being formally allocated. The RSGB thanks its keeper for the time and dedication given. On Tuesday the 14th of March 2023, the Radio Security Service Memorial Amateur Radio Society will be enjoying a talk by Brian Clark about his experience in working in Gilnahurk Listening Station, part of the Y Station Network. This is a pre-recorded talk, but Brian will be present to take questions at the end of the talk, which runs for 45 minutes. It'll be um, The talk will be via Zoom, and anyone is free to attend. For more information, contact Roger Bradley, mi0wwb via mi0wwb at btinternet.com. Now for details of rallies and events, the British Vintage Wireless Society Meet is taking place in Biggleswade today, Sunday the 12th of March. The venue will be the Weatherly Centre, Eagle Farm Road, Biggleswade, uh, SG188JH. The event will feature, feature traders selling vintage radios and TVs and components, including valves and test gear. There will be a large bring-and-buy area, and refreshments will be available. Extensive free off-road car parking right by the hall is available, as well as disabled parking behi- right beside the main door. The venue has level access throughout. Everyone is welcome to attend. Doors open 9.30am. Admission is £8. More details, contact Jeremy on 07799110080. Also taking place today, the 12th, is Dover Amateur Radio Club's Hamzilla Electronics Fair and Radio Rally. The venue will be Julie Rose Stadium in Ashford, Kent, TN249QX. Free parking available. Doors open 10am. 9.30 for early bird ticket holders. Local and national traders are welcome. Book your ticket and or table online at hamzilla.com. UK or email email club at darc dot online. The Hack Green Military Surplus and Military Radio Hangar Sale will take place on Sunday the second of April. The venue is Hack Green Secret Nuclear Bunker, Nantwich in Cheshire, CW five eight AL. The sale will include electronic equipment, amateur gear, component, military radio items, and vehicle spares. For more information. Email coldwar at hackgreen, or one word, .co.uk, or visit www.hackgreen.co.uk. Yeovil Amateur Radio Club's 37th QRP convention takes place on Saturday the 15th of April at the Digby Hall, Sherbourne in Dorset, DT93AA. Doors open from 9.30am to 1.30pm and admission is £3. The convention will feature talks, traders, bring and buy club stalls and a cafe. For more information, visit yeovil-arc.com or contact QRP at yeovil-arc.com. Now for special event news, GB1PAT and GB2PAT are the special call signs for members of the Bush Valley Amateur Radio Club to use between the 1st and 28th of March, celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Three certificates are available for making contact with both call signs on different bands, QSL via logbook of the world only. DR100 X-Ray... 
will be active until the end of June. It's a special call sign commemorating the 100th anniversary of the death of Wilhelm C. Rundgun, the physicist whose discovery of X-rays earned him the inaugural uh, Nobel Prize in Physics in 1901 and revolutionised diagnostic medicine, QSL via the Bureau or Director DJ6SI. As part of British Science Week, the Bishop Auckland Radio Amateur Club, supported by the Extended Freedom Network, will be operating three special event stations demonstrating FT8, FM voice and digital technologies, as well as Morse code and more. On Monday the 13th of March, the club will be operating GB4SCE from Stainedrop Church of England Primary School. On Tuesday the 14th and Wednesday the 15th, it'll operate GB4HJS from Hunnick Primary School. Finally, on Thursday the 16th and Friday the 17th, the club will operate GB7, sorry, GB2SPS from St Andrew's Primary School. For more information, visit www.extendedfreedom.network. Now for DX News, Rich PA0RRS will be active as 9 Mike 2 Mike Radio Sierra from Penang Island, which is AS015 West Malaysia, until the 29th of March. He'll be operating CW and digital modes, including RITI, FT8 and FT4 on the 40 to 10 metre bands. QSL via Club Logs OQRS is preferred, but also via Logbook of the World or via, via, via PA0RRS. Terre W2APF will be active as VP2MDX from Montserrat NA103 until the 28th of March. He'll operate CW and SSB on the 8210 meter bounds QSL via Logbook of the World or via W2APF. Tom AA9A was active again as PJ7AA from St. Martin, NA105, from the 3rd of March to the 1st of April. He usually operates CWSSB and FT8 on the 80 to 10 metre bands, QSL via Club Logs OQRS, Logbook of the World, or Director AA9A. Sands VK4WXW has been on Willis Island. OCO07 since October and will remain there until the end of, of April this year. He works at the Australian Bureau of Meteorology's weather monitoring station on the island and in his spare time he's QRV as VK9WX. Now for contest news today the 12th the Commonwealth contest sends its 24 hour run at 1000 UTC. Using CW on the 80 to 10 metre bands, the exchange's signal report and serial number, HQ stations, send HQ. On Tuesday, the 14th of March, the 432 MEGS FM activity contest runs from 1900 to 1955 UTC using FM on the 70 centimetre band, the exchange's signal report, serial number and locator. Also Tuesday, the 14th, the 432 MEGS UK activity contest runs from 2000 to 2230 UTC. Using all modes on the 70 SEMS band, the exchange's signal report serial number and locator. On Wednesday the 15th of March, the 80-metre club championship runs from 1900 to 2030 UTC using CW on the 80-metre on the band. The exchange's signal report and serial number. Thursday the 16th, the 70 MHz UK activity contest runs from 2000 to 2230 UTC. Using all modes on the 4-metre band, the exchange's signal report, serial number and locator. Next weekend, the British Amateur Radio Del Teledata Group, HF Ritty Contest, 
begins at 0200 UTC on Saturday the 18th of March and will run until 0200 UTC on Monday the 20th of March. Using RITI on the 80 to 10 metre bands where contests are allowed, the exchange of signal report, serial number and time. Now for the radio operation propagation report compiled by G0KYAG3YLA and G4BAO. They write, It was business as usual last week with the solar flux index in the 180s, numerous C-class flares, and at the time of writing, 13 M-class flares over the past seven days. KP index have been mostly settled for this part of the cycle, averaging 2 to 3 all week, but this doesn't mean that there has been little activity on the Sun, just that eruptions have been directed away from Earth. For example, a large prominence eruption on the Sunday the 7th of March resulted in a coronal mass ejection that stretched hundreds of thousands of kilometres into space. It is this type of activity that makes space weather predictions difficult. If it had been earth-facing, we could have ended up with a highly raised KP index and extensive aurora. As it was, the event had little or no effect on Earth. Maximum usable frequencies continue to be high, but we're starting to see the effects of the summer ionosphere changes that will see daytime MUFs decline. The MUFs over a 3,000 kilometre path often doesn't exceed 28 megs now until later in the morning. This is due to seasonal changes in the ionosphere chemistry and a shift from monatomic species to diatomic ones, and these are harder to ionise. So make the most of 10 metres as by midsummer we may lose long-range propagation on 28 megs other than through sporadic events. We mentioned last week that this is a good time for north-south paths as we head towards the spring equinox. That is, good paths to South Africa and South America are more likely now now than they were a few months ago. There have been a lot of stations on 10 metres in the late afternoon from South America, so make the most of that propagation. Next week, NOAA predicts similar solar flux index figures with the SFI being in the range of 170 to 185, the KP index is predicted to be at 2 or 3, with perhaps more unsettled geomagnetic conditions on Wednesday the 15th. As always, see solarham.net for more up-to-date information. VHF and up the unsettled winter weather is yet to give way to spring, so it's primarily low-pressure systems and periods of rain or snow that we will be dealing with in the next week or so. Well, whether it's rain or snow, this unsettled pattern limits any tropo options and leaves only gigahertz band rain scatter as a propagation mode to explore. Generally speaking, the rain, or perhaps the point where the snow is melting as it falls, should provide better reflections, whereas in very cold areas, where it's all snow, reflections may be weaker. This probably means that there will be that it will be southern areas that perform better than with rain scatter. For the next few weeks there are no significant meteor showers and therefore the pre-dawn random meteors will be the best options. Aurora, on the other hand, tends to favour the spring and autumn months, so in view of the current state of solar activity as mentioned in the previous section, you should continue to monitor the KP index for signs of activity and check the bands if it gets to the point that KP equals 5. For EME operators, after minimum declination this Thursday, moon availability windows will start to lengthen, path path losses will continue to fall, but we're still a week from the moon's perigee, its closest point to Earth. 144 meg sky noise is high, reaching over 2,800 Kelvin on Thursday. 
And that's it from the Propagation uh, team this week, and it's all from me until next week also.